We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this last Sunday before training camp starts. Guys, we've made it. Training camp is here. The season is right around the corner. We've got like real football coming in, I think, like just over a week with the Hall of Fame game. Uh, Packers preseason games coming in a few weeks here. And before you know it, the regular season will be here and we'll be in Minneapolis for week one. Always lovely going on the road to start the season. Uh, but We've made it. The long off season is finally over, and we got a lot to talk about going into camp. And joining me today, Gage, um, Gage, we were, you know, we're at the. I feel like I'm part of the problem for today's episode, actually, quite honestly, because what have I been saying to you and Jimmy for like the last three weeks, like almost all of July, was, you know, there's not. A you whole kept lot saying going on. no news is good news. That was what you that every every time we would talk. No news is good news. Nothing bad's happening yet. We're doing all right. We don't really have to worry about anything. Green Bay's chilling while other teams are having all sorts of other stuff. We're just Green Bay's just floating through the night. Everything's fine. And then just right as Green Bay is had like sandwiched in between a couple of good things. Like obviously Green Bay's got the the uh, match, the soccer match or football match whatever that's happening right now or well happened last night as uh you guys are listening to this and then there yesterday was record profit 579 million dollars was made last year or not profit but that that was the amount of money made by Green Bay last year awesome great then it comes out that David Bakhtiari has been placed on the pup list because he's still recovering from his knee injury and surgeries that he's had to fix his knee that he sustained in December of 2020 were a year in like eight months, I believe is how far that, how long ago that was. So we would I think, think it was 569 days is how far we're removed from the original injury. And yet he's not ready to go. Um, yep. That's cause for concern, but 
This is a massive butt, obviously. I don't think this this is as bad as everybody's going to assume. I don't think the sky is falling just as much as everybody's going to assume that this is because this Dave Bakhtiari is a veteran guy. He's been around a long time. He's got a lot of experience under his belt. He's been through multiple off seasons. We've seen him do, we've seen him work. We know that he, we know who he is as a player. We know the quality of player that he is. And we can have confidence in that. I think that this is more to protect him from himself than anything else. Well, so it's interesting. So as we're recording right now, Gage, it's Saturday about um, 7 o'clock Eastern time here. And it was announced about three, three, four hours ago, um, or by the time you guys are listening, it was announced yesterday uh, that the Packers placed Bakhtiari on the physically unable to perform list. Now, a couple of things that I think is worth noting about this before we really jump into this conversation. So most of the time with what many fans, myself included, I had to look this up, uh, we're used to seeing the pup list going into the regular season. And what that means is, is if you are on the pup list week one, you have to miss the first six games of the season before you can be activated off the, off the list. This, however, being that training camp has not started yet. He is still as of right now, eligible to play week one. Now what green Bay does moving through training camp, if they continue to keep him on that list going into week one, then that's a different story. But as of right now, Gage, he is still eligible to be ready and play if healthy in week one. So we're not at the point yet where he's missing games and you and I were talking and we couldn't find an exact rule on this because I had asked you the question, what advantage or what benefit does green Bay get by putting him on the, the pup list right now? And our best guess right now, without actually seeing the rule is that he won't count against the 90 man roster going into training camp. So in a sense, Green Bay knows he's going to be on the roster. He's going to make the 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 53 at the end of training camp, but it it would allow them to just have another guy that maybe they're interested in seeing how he goes through camp um, and just give an extra player a shot at making the roster. Um, so that is our best guess right now as far as why Green Bay would would do that. There are people out there much smarter than myself and know much more than Gage, I'm sure, that know the exact reason. And maybe it is just that they get an extra roster spot. That's what we're kind of working under. But, I mean, he's not going to be able to practice. And, I mean, Gage, one thing, you know, you had kind of touched upon it. Um, you know, we're 500 and you know, 60 some days, 70 some days removed from the original injury. He's a bigger guy and ACL injuries, you know, before Adrian Peterson had his freak recovery of like nine months. I think that was almost 10 years ago now at this point. Um, before he had that, I mean, it was very normal when a player would tear their ACL to be out 12 months. And so him not really playing last year, given that he tore his ACL, you know, New Year's Eve of 2020. I mean, it was it was disheartening. It was a little concerning. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, 12 months is still kind of standard. I feel like with that type of injury, especially given the position he plays, given how big he is, um, you know, it, it's it. But 
So I wasn't as concerned, but I mean, now we're a year and eight months, like you said, removed. And, you know, are you at all concerned that he is going to miss yet another training camp? I mean, where is your level of concern with Bakhtiari right now? Even if you do think he's going to be ready for week one, I mean, your concern level can't be like real low, is it? It's a four. I mean, I'm concerned in that he's, yeah, he's a year and a half removed from, or over a year and a half removed from the original injury. But I also am going to look at the fact that while he's a year and a half removed from the injury, he's, he's actually one of the oldest guys on the roster. Fun fact. I just was curious to look at, and I looked it up. He Take a guess of the entire roster. Where do you think he ranks? Like in like, like oldest players. Well, Rogers is obviously the oldest. Yep. Um, and I, I think Bakhtiari's thirty-one. Which you you are correct. He is thirty-one. Actually, so he'll turn thirty-one in September. Oh, okay. So so he's he's thirty. He'll be thirty-one to start the season. I would guess he's got to be top five and oldest. I mean, Close. I can't he's sixth. He's behind – two of the people he's behind are the punter and the kicker, Pat O'Donnell and Mason Crosby. Okay. And then Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb. And then obviously Rodgers is first. Okay. So he's one of the older guys on the roster. He's been around a long time. They want They said – like Matt LaFleur openly said that their plan all along was to hold him from off-season workouts and make sure he's continuing to get stronger and ready to go, hopefully for training camp. We just thought that this is a that this is a guy that's played a lot of ball and it's best to hold him from this portion of it. So, as I said earlier, I think that they're doing this more to protect him from himself than anything else. They know the type of player that he's gonna be. They can use this like ability to not have him out there. They can have like gain an extra roster spot. They already brought in John Brown last week for a tryout to try and bring him in. This now gives them even more chances to bring in more offensive linemen because offensive line is a position that, as we've seen, your depth can disappear very, very quickly. Just ask the Chiefs. They had all sorts of depth heading into the playoffs a couple of years ago against the Bucks, and then all of their depth was gone. They lost multiple guards, both their starting tackles, just everything went away. Green Bay has dealt with it with Elton going down and Bakhtiari and just everything else. So going and making sure that you can get the best chance to get as many good linemen in the room as possible to make sure that that group is as strong as you can get it heading into the season. Isn't the worst thing. I said that my concern level is a four it's a four because why aren't you ready yet? But then I also factor in, this is a guy that came back and tried to play and clearly wasn't ready yet. That's why he didn't play last year in the playoffs. That's why he played that one game against Detroit and it didn't, and it didn't stick. So that's why I'm not super concerned. He clearly wasn't ready when he tried to come back last year. So now you have even more time. And would I love for him to be out there for the start of training camp and ready to go? Absolutely. But he's not. And so I'm not going to freak out about it. Aaron Rodgers wasn't around for training camp. Or he wasn't around for offseason stuff. And then he went out and won an MVP. I, I'm not going to sit here and have the sky, fall, sky is falling mentality because – it just it makes no sense for me to do that. I would rather focus on knowing the kind of player he is. This isn't now Christian. Now you want to talk about Christian Watson being on the pup list and me being concerned about that? Yeah, sure. Kylan Hill, 
other like Patrick Taylor, other younger guys. Yeah, no, that's concerning. But the sixth oldest guy on the roster who when healthy is, if not the best tackle in football, he is one of the top two or three best out there. I think that he's going to come back and be healthy. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I'm not overly concerned about it. I'm just focused on the type of player that he is and what I think is going to happen because there's no clear, there's not been a clear thing on whether or not he had a procedure done this off season. I personally think he might've had a cleanup done back in January. Maybe not a, maybe not a full on surgery, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went in and cleaned something up because if he wasn't ready to go for that playoff game, something tells me there was something else going on. I don't think it was just a confidence thing. I think it was a something else was messed up. He wasn't ready to play on it. They went in and cleaned something up, but I don't think it was anything major. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, Gage, I wish I could share my the same level of concern. I would. My concern is between a 6 and a 7, and a lot of that has to do with I mean, we don't typically see players being a year and eight months removed from any type of injury, really, and not being ready. Now, there are some upsides to it. You had mentioned um, something I was thinking about while you were talking about it is he's a veteran guy. He's not somebody that necessarily needs the reps to understand what's going on. He probably at this point just needs more of the reps to just kind of get back into the feel of things, not having played football and, you know, almost, you know, going on will be close to two years at the end of the season. So, I mean, you know, that's where he's going to need the reps more than anything is just get his feet wet and get comfortable again. But as far as knowing what's going on, yeah, he doesn't need that. And so for Green Bay, the the one, if you want to look at the silver lining of it, is he's not going to be out there the entirety of training camp in the preseason, which means that if he does have to miss time, you're going to be seeing who can play left tackle for him 
you know, you're, you're like the answer is on the roster, Yoshinishman. That is who's well, playing left tackle. If I, well, I'm just saying now, if he's not ready, there's there's no one else that should get that shot first. Uh, uh, there's there's not a person in free agency, which we might, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. There's not a person in free agency. There's not a person on the roster other than Yosh that deserves that spot, unless Elton Jenkins comes back and is healthy and ready to go. That is the only other person on the that is on the team that would get that shot over Yosh. And yes, and I agree that he should be the first person to get a shot at that. But also throughout camp and throughout these preseason games, you know, he's not going to be solely the only person playing left tackle. You're going to be able to rotate other guys in. You're going to get to look at that depth. Now, granted, those are things that were going to happen anyway, but it just gives, even if it's one of the guys backing up Yosh, you know, just another couple of quarters to play football, put something on tape and green Bay can feel good. And I mean, I agree with you gauge that Yo should be the first guy to get a crack at the spot. But as we know, if somebody outplays him in, in training camp and through the preseason, I mean, you know, the, the best player is the one that's going to play. Now, I don't foresee that happening, but it just gives you a little bit more time. And even Yosh, it, it gives him an entire training camp and preseason to get ready. I mean, he at this point should be mentally preparing as if he's going to be starting week one. Now, granted, we all want Bakhtiari to be starting week one, but it gives Yosh that time, um, you know, six weeks or so to really focus in practice, show what he can do and mentally prepares if he's going to be starting week one at left tackle. Um, but I, I'm still – my concern level is between a six and a seven, mostly just due to the fact that it's not very common that we see players take this long. I mean, I had said in the past, you know, getting to this point, fine, but like it feels like he should be ready – at this point, if everything is going well. Now, clearly things aren't, there's clearly something that is, is going on with his knee still. I agree that he's probably had it drained, uh, looked at, scoped, whatever, um, between now and that Detroit game. Um, but it's just, it, it feels concerning that, you know, we're this far along and there's still, you know, and I know, I know Green Bay, Gage. You know, you and I both know that Green Bay's medical staff is typically always overly cautious about players. But I mean, this seems to be overly cautious to a level that we haven't seen before with the Packers. So, um, I honestly yeah. think that you're not giving enough credit to the fact that he might have re-injured it in that Detroit game. Like I think that there's a, I think there is a greater than zero chance that he not only like did he need something cleaned up I think he may have re-injured it, and so yeah he's a year and eight months removed from the original injury, but is he only eight months removed from a secondary injury or not? It'd only be seven months. Would he only is he only that far removed from an additional injury that we don't know about? Because well, and and as you said, Green Bay is very cautious. Is it possible at all that they had like he had something happen and he had to get it fixed and they've kept it under wraps? Because it could it be that in three weeks from now, Matt LaFleur says, Okay, so yeah, David Bakhtiari did have sustain injury then. We had a certain had a minor surgery to clean it up, he'll be fine. And and that very well could be, but I guess it's also more con- that would that also keeps my concern there that 
I mean, I don't know all the rules about reporting injuries and whatnot, but I mean, th- that would make it more concerning too that, you know, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe he did sustain another injury and we don't know about it. So, I, I, I mean, mean they I technically, wa- I don't think they have to report the injuries. I mean, he was on the injury list with a knee injury. Like, so if he has sustained a, an additional injury to that knee, he can be, he was listed on the injury report as knee injury. Oh, so sure. He was, yeah. So he was listed on there. And I mean, I don't know that they have to file anything additional. So that's could be the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, regardless of what it is, I, I, I want to be optimistic. It's just the longer this goes on, especially with no really, you know, it, it's not like Green Bay is coming out and and not that Green Bay has to. But it, it's just, you know, that all we're getting is, yep, he's on the pup list and nothing else. Um, it, it, it is just a little bit concerning to me. So um, but real quickly, I mean. We want to we want to be positive, Gage. But I mean, you had talked about you had mentioned that there were you know a potential handful of free agents still out there that Green Bay could you know potentially go after if if Bakhtiari wouldn't be ready for Week One, whether it would be starting or just adding some depth. But I mean, who would you be looking at, Gage, out there in free agency that it's still available that Green Bay could potentially be looking at to add some depth for uh, for left tackle? You know, I will say that I looked and there was a little less uh, options that I would have preferred. But one option that I do still think is a possibility is Eric Fisher Um, played last year with the Colts, had a solid year with them, was fine. Ultimately, I think that he was uh, he was like he was only at a one season deal. He's 31. He's now two years removed from his or he's it'll be two seasons removed from his torn Achilles uh, that he sustained at the end of the Chiefs 2020 uh, run. So I'm not super, I'm just not super concerned about the fact that he is still dealing with that. I think that he will be good to go, really. Um, I think that he is a guy that doesn't make a lot of sense to me why he's not there. He also plays left tackle. So if you're not comfortable putting Yosh there, or if you want to put Yosh at right tackle, uh, Fisher has played left tackle before. Obviously, for those that didn't see, there was the whole, um, there was, what's his name? Uh, David Bakhti, or Brian Bulaga was, outside of Lambeau in the last week. So that could mean something or it could mean a whole lot of nothing. We have no idea at this time. So, but, but I mean, if I was looking at somebody, Eric Fisher would be the top option that I would look at. I mean, he was a solid tackle last year for the Colts. He only cost them $8 million. I don't think that he's going to, he would cost Green Bay. Even that he would, they would be able to pay him less. Um, You run into the issue of then he becomes just a backup tackle for you. Um, once Bakhtiari comes back, but that's a pretty good backup to have. And I'm sure that he'd be like, Oh, cool. I get to compete on a championship contending team. So there isn't as much free agent depth as I would have liked. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of the guys that are available are available for a reason um, there. And then there's a few guys that are uh, like Daryl Williams. If you look around for like free agent tackles on like spot rack or whatever else you look at, he's listed as a tackle, but he's really, he's a guard. That's what he's played with Buffalo for the last few years. So if you want to maybe bring like if you want to bring in a guard and then kick out maybe Royce Newman to right tackle, that's an option you have. So there's not a ton of free agent options out there, but Green Bay does have 16 million in cap space that they can use. So they are one of the few teams that have the ability to go play in free agency at this stage. All right. Well, you know, Gage with um 
with training camp starting. By the way, uh, one thing I didn't mention, you know, Jimmy and I spent quite a bit of time last week uh, talking about the shareholders meeting, which is happening tomorrow now. Gage, would you like to talk about the shareholders meeting at all before we wrap things up? Or is that something that we should just not bother Uh, with? I I have no desire to uh, talk about it further. I felt that you guys did a wonderful job. I was talking to you about it beforehand that I listened to the episode. I always listen to our episodes, especially if I'm one one of the people on it, because I don't want to hear myself speak. I do that enough every day. I don't need to do it anymore for fun. Um, If you're an owner, congrats. You get to be one of the few people in sports that can say they own or one of the few people in fandom that can say they own their franchise. I don't care what anybody, you know, in your regular everyday life says with, Oh, it's just a piece of paper and you just donated money to your team. Well, yeah, well, guess what? Y'all donate money to your team every week too. Okay. Y'all, everybody does it. Everybody donates money to their team in one way or another. This is just how green Bay does it. And as long and if that's and if that's the way you want to spend your money, guess what? Tell everybody to get out of your pocket. It's your money. You can spend it however you want. If you want to show up to the owners' meeting, great. If you don't, who cares? If you just want to put your owner your little certificate in a frame and frame it, and then you just have it forever, that's cool too. Okay. At the end of the day, it's your money. You can spend it however you like. No one else can say a damn word about it. And if anybody does, who cares about Come that to pound person? Sand. Don't kick rocks. It's not, it's, it's none of their business. <laughs> just like if they spend money in a way, you're like, well, where'd you spend that money? No, just everybody just needs to mind their own business a lot more often. If everybody would just stay out of everybody else's business, life would be a lot better. So I, um, I no. full in terms of the owner's meeting, in terms of the owner's meeting, it's not for me. I won't be in attendance. Everybody that goes have a good time. Enjoy your Monday. Absolutely. Um, and Oh, there was one other thing. Oh, yes. One other thing I wanted to real quickly uh, gauge as we're recording right now. um, So this is going to be something that depending on how the evening goes, uh, could be totally irrelevant and I'll have to re-edit. But um, right now there's that soccer game at Lambeau Field. It's currently as we're talking in a weather delay. Um, when we get done recording here, Gage, are you going to be going over to ESPN or ESPN Plus and watching the soccer match that is hopefully going to still take place at Lambeau Field tonight? I can say without a doubt that I will not be watching the match between Bayern and Man City. Uh, I've never been the biggest uh, football soccer fan. Um, just it's never been my thing. Uh, throw in the fact that neither team really brought their best guys for this. Um, and it's just, that's not, that's not how I want to spend my Saturday evening. I'm not faulting anybody else that does. Um, it's just like the people that watch golf, golf isn't my thing. Soccer has never been my thing. Um, if he, if that's how you want to watch, if that's what you want to do with your time, great. Awesome. Good, good, good on you. Not for me. Um, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not watching the game. Uh, I hope everybody that goes has a good time. I hope the rain does let up so that way people are able to do that because that it is a cool thing. At the end of the day, it is. Um, there is a there is a soccer game, foot uh, European European club soccer, happening in Lambeau Field. That that is not a thing that happens a lot. That is, so that is cool. But yeah, no, I won't be watching it. Um, more than likely, I'll be hanging out with my dog this evening because uh, I can already hear her. 
Uh, I have to go let her out uh, since she is done with dinner. But other than that, no, it's like I said, everybody enjoy your time. And I'm not going to tell anybody else how to spend their time. Just like, I don't want them to spend tell them, or I don't want them to tell me how to spend my time. That's fair. Yeah. I I'm probably going to turn it on just because I mean, it's cool to be able to see, um, you know, I mean, I understand the rules of soccer, but I mean, the fact that you even like knew that these two clubs didn't even send like their top players, I would have had no idea. Like my level of knowledge of these two teams is like, I'm it's, it's zero. That That's what it is. That's my level of knowledge, but it'll still be fun. It's an event happening at Lambeau field. Um, and I think I saw somewhere I could be wrong about this. Uh, you know, I live in the city, so I should probably be a little bit more informed on this, but I read somewhere that the Packers only allow one non-Packer event at Lambeau per year. So like this is like the one event this year happening at Lambeau field that is not Packers related. So um, now I will say this real quick. They did send they they, both teams sent a lot of their top guys. I just don't think that they have their full top lineups. Uh, And also the game has officially kicked off, by the way, the the rain delay has ended. The game is officially going as we, as we speak at seven 22 Eastern time, they're five minutes into the game. So, all right. Well, and you know, it's still at the end of the day, it's a friendly exhibition game. So, I mean, it's not like it's, uh, you know, it's not like it has a whole lot of meaning, but it's still fun. Um, You know, I I just in driving around town, you know, you can just see, I, I don't know if they're, they're, just people wearing the team colors and sporting it that live here in town, or if they've actually come from, from all over, all over the, all over the world to come watch the game in green Bay, Wisconsin. I don't know, but um, just kind of a cool event happening in green Bay. Again, this is just another thing though, that I part of, part of me feels like why the Packers are so special because I mean, there are 32 NFL teams and I mean, there's a reason green Bay was picked as a destination for this game to be played. And it's because of the the city and the history of the team. So it's not like, you know, it's not like everybody's clamoring to go to Cleveland or Cincinnati to, you know, play the soccer game. So it's just another thing that's very cool and unique about our franchise. Um, and even if you're not watching the game, just something to be proud of, of the Packers that, you know, we have such a franchise um, that's popular enough all across the world to be known and people would want to come to, you know, small Green Bay, Wisconsin to watch a soccer match. So um, cool. I don't know. I don't know where everybody came from. I do know that the population of Green Bay is about 105 ish thousand and the mm-hmm. stadium seats 80 ish thousand. And I've seen video and picture from uh, Andy Herman. Uh, everybody knows Andy. He's at the game. That place is pretty much packed from what I could see. So unless the entire town of Green Bay went to the game. Yeah, no, it's it is a thing that people are coming from all over the place to watch. So, yeah, it is a it is a cool thing that Green Bay has the ability to do that and has the reach to do that. And absolutely. And plus Lambeau is a cool place to be. So, like, even if you went and you're not even a big like Man City or Bayern fan, you're getting to watch some of the top clubs in the world play. And so that's still fun. Like I said, there's not their elite elite teams, but it's still, those are two still pretty damn good teams. 
Absolutely. Well, Gage, let's wrap up here real quick. Um, as always, if people want to follow you, get in touch with your work, how can they do that? As always, you can follow me on Twitter at GBridgeford NFL. All of my work, uh, all of my links to all of my work, whether it's with Denver Stiffs or Rotoball or Dynasty Nerds, whoever else I may be working with, all of my links are always there. DMs are open. Fantasy football season is getting ready to kick off, so you'll see more and more work from me in that regard uh, over the next few weeks. All right. Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Um, as the season starts up, I'll probably be a little bit more active, although a little bit more active coming from pretty much zero is not a whole lot. But uh, if you're so inclined, head on over there at producer Nick LB. So um, Jimmy Christensen should be back with us next week, I would presume. Uh, keep it tuned right here, guys. Training camp starts on Monday. We'll keep you covered all the way through training camp, all the way through the preseason, all the way up to the start of the season, through the season. Football is back, guys. We made it. It is the end of July, and August is going to be here. We'll have some preseason games. It's going to be a lot of fun. We made it through the long, the long walk through the desert, and football is now back. So with that being said, keep it tuned here for all your Packers content. Keep listening, and as always, Go Pack Go! It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com